Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom from the female perspective. Everything from Star Wars to The Office to cosplay to fanfic. It's all right here, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of It's a Fandom Thing. This week we are going to be talking about the television show Xena, which celebrated its 25th anniversary this year. So it's another one that even though I'm not as involved in the fandom, it still makes me feel old that it turned 25 this year. (laughs) So I do remember watching it um, when I was like a teenager with my mom would watch it and she was really into it. So I remember that. So yes, I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get started. And we have a brand new panelist on as well. So I'm very excited about that. But before I have everybody introduce themselves, just a couple of quick housekeeping notes. Remember, we are now taking listener support for as little as 99 cents a month to $9.99 a month. You can go to the link in the show notes or go to our anchor page and click on listener support. And as always, from now until October 1st, 100% of what we see from that will be going to various Black Lives Matter organizations. And once again, a reminder that on October 1st on our Facebook page, I'm going to do a live stream just saying how much money we made from that and the one ad, because like I said 100% of what I see from that ad will also be going to Black Lives Matter organizations um, through October 1st. So on October 1st, I am going to do a live stream just showing which organizations um, the money is going to go to. Our listenership, once again, has grown in the past couple of weeks. So thank you so much for that. So that just means the more people listen, the more people we, the more money we make. So the more money that can go to those organizations. So thank you again. Okay, so I'm going to have the panel introduce themselves and tell me one thing that you're into right now in pop culture. Going to start with you, Penny. Okay, hi. Um, my name is Penny, and I am the director of Zenite Retreat. And I, right now, I am super into. Well, I've just actually discovered the uh, the works of Sarah Waters, who is this incredible author. Um, I have never read any anything that she's ever written before, which I think is. Um, is a big no-no for, for someone in the LGBT community, apparently. Um, but so I've just started <laughs> devouring her novels during quarantine. I started with Tipping the Velvet, and I just wrapped up uh, The Paying Guests, and I am obsessed with her. Awesome. I've never heard of her, so I'll have to look up her work. So yeah. So. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I um, I had never – I mean, you know – You've, you've heard of her, but it was just something that I'd never picked up. And then a dear friend of mine recently was like, you've never read this. It's time <laughs> to drop everything you're doing and start reading now. And I just did. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. And then returning from our cosplay episode, Tammy. Hello, Tammy Potter. I guess I, my main thing is cosplaying Xena. Um, I guess the person uh, I'm into right now is the boys. Season two came out, and I love that show because it's like 
super dark and mm-hmm. and a little bit off-putting for superheroes. So I really, I really dig it. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to be doing a special episode talking about the boys in a couple of weeks. So keep an ear out for that one. Yeah, it's it's a that's a really good show. Super, super, super violent, extremely. Yeah. <laughs> But to me, it's more the way superheroes would be in real life if they actually existed. I honestly think that a lot of superheroes would be like the boys. So, yeah, really, really good. And then, um, of course, that was created by Eric Kripke, who created Supernatural. And I'm just going to give an early plug to that. We're going to be doing an epic six episodes on Supernatural coming up since that series is ending. And since a lot of the reason this podcast even came about is because I of being in that fandom. So just want to give a little quick plug to that. And what I'm into is since I'm preparing for our month of Halloween-focused episodes, I'm re-watching a lot of horror films. And yeah, I know, surprise, surprise, I'm watching horror movies. Anyway, <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of old favorites. Like I watched Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> the other day, that 80s slasher flick, which... You know, I didn't know this at the time when I watched it when I was young, but that was actually written by a woman and directed by a woman. And that's very interesting because, you know, it's one of those that it starts in the first five seconds. You've got a teenager fully naked, pretty much. So it's it's just really, really interesting. There's a lot of trivia I read about that, that, you know, the woman who wrote it meant it as a as a satire against slasher flicks and then they directed it as a real one and yeah that was really interesting and then i watched insidious which i just think insidious is a really really good really good movie some of the best opening credits ever but okay let's get into xena like i said I am not as familiar with this show. I'm gonna so I'm gonna let my panelists handle a lot of the the meat of this episode. Um, but I do just want to share that yeah, my mom used to watch it all the time, and I was talking to her because, like I've mentioned before on the podcast, she listens to almost everything unless it's horror related. Um, and I was telling her we were gonna do an episode on Xena, and yeah, she talked about how much she used to love that show and how it was just so unique to see this character you'd never really seen a character like Xena before um yeah so I I remember that I remember how into it she was and I enjoyed the little bits that I saw that I just never got into it as much as her and I never revisited revisited it which is what I should do probably but I want to know what brought um you to Xena what brought you to Xena Penny uh, well, first of all, hi to your mom. <laughs> She's listening. <laughs> hi, mom. Um, and excellent choice of, uh, of TV viewing habits. I approve. <laughs> um, I first started watching Xena when I was, uh, it was, I was about nine or 10 years old. And obviously at that age, what drew me was women um, being strong and wonderful and this incredible friendship that they had at the time for me. I viewed it as a friendship um and just I used to I uh I remember like this piece of off cutting of a curtain rod and I would grab it and run around my backyard and swing it around and that was my staff and um I used to beat the boys up actually and get in quite a lot of trouble uh but (laughs) (laughs) I've got some things to atone for I think not unlike Xena so um (laughs) yeah I as a kid I was just really into just strong female role models um I remember begging my dad to let me take gymnastics because we all did karate together as a family and I remember begging him to to let me take gymnastics so that I could could combine the two and be just like Xena um but never got to so you know my many skills ends with not being able to flip 
but that's okay. I'm over it, kind of, mostly. Uh, <laughs> Never um, that is very true. And then as an adult, I, I, I re-found the show, rediscovered, I should say, the show um, uh, back when DVDs were, like, first coming out. And I saw the box set, and I was like, baby Penny would want me to buy this box set. And um, turns out I had never actually finished the series. I had stopped watching around the time that Gabrielle um, had her hair cut off, which broke my heart, and I just couldn't bear to watch anymore. Um, and then, yeah, and as, a, as an adult, I started watching again and picked up on all of the, you know, queer undertones and then just queer tones. Um, and then I realized at the very end, the final episode, I remember um, – and I hadn't even come out yet. I was, yeah, I mean, I just remember wanting them to kiss. Um, and then I was like, whoa, did I just think that? <laughs> it was this, like, <laughs> moment of, like, hang on. I think, I think they're gay. I think I'm gay. <laughs> it's, like, this big thing. Um, I mean, so, I mean, I really, I already knew, but it was kind of, like, this wonderful, um, I don't know, I guess, like, it was okay. All of a sudden it was okay. There were these incredible women and they, I don't know, it was just kind of magic. So yeah, it just, and then of course I fell into the fandom and fell in love with the fandom. And then I got whisked away and somehow I ended up living in America. <laughs> <laughs> That's really awesome. Awesome. Thanks. I love that story. And um, Tammy. Uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, growing up, I think, um, see, it had been, fifth or sixth grade for me when Xena came out and I was always I grew up in the country so I was always outside jumping out of trees and whatever anyways but but when I came in it was like it was time for Xena because that's when it was dark and so it's like oh Xena's on so it's like kind of come out of my cave woman and then go watch Xena bust heads and so it's like so enamored and obsessed with with Xena as a kid and through um college I even snuck you know, I was going to school in Riverside and there was a convention, I think in 2002, I think it was. And I snuck after the game and went and saw um, Lucy's panel and then snuck back into school. <laughs> and uh, and it's just like, it was just so, such a huge part of my life. And then um, I think just getting obsessed with, you know, I was just so involved with pro softball and everything after that. I just kind of forgot about it until about five years ago when I saw it on Netflix and I was just like, whoa, what is, what is just happening? And so all those emotions and all those things of like being, pretending to be Xena as a kid and just being obsessed with the show. I just remember all the memorabilia I had. I don't know where it went, but it's just like, whoa, it's just uh, all these emotions. And it's like, and then my husband's like, he knew I was lost because, um, my pro softball career ended with an injury. And he's like, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I was like, I, I would be a cosplayer. And he's like, you should do it. And so, and that's kind of, and then it's just kind of all snowballed out of control. really. <laughs> <laughs> but in so, a good way. Yeah, right? in a good way. In a good way. I try to use my powers for good. great and what a great husband seriously yes very he doesn't understand but he's very supportive <laughs> well that's good though that's good because unfortunately sometimes it can be the opposite so that's that's wonderful yeah let's talk actually about the character of Zena and what she means to you I know we've, ta we've talked a little bit about what the show does but what does the character Zena mean to you Penny oh my goodness that's uh 
That is a big question, Erin. <laughs> um, honestly, I, oh gosh, really. The character, to me, it's so much more than than just the, you know, the lines that she said and the, her appearances in the episode. For me, it's definitely more of like this overall feeling of, um, of what she stands for and and the mission that she's on um and her place in the world and how she affects gabrielle and how gabrielle affects her and i mean it's like this is insane massive world of just epic i don't even have enough words um so i have not answered that question at all other than to say that like i like words and when i try to talk about xena I become speechless, which I realize right at this very moment is not fantastic for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, she's just, it's, yeah, I don't know. I can't even answer that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, actually, that is an answer in a way because you're really expressing how important she is without the words. You can you can tell that and hear that in your voice. So, yeah, I know it's it's a big question. <laughs> It's not a simple one to give a simple answer to, I realize. But I mean, I, I think that that's why the fandom has survived for all this time as well. Is like, because there isn't, you know, there's so many different ways that Xena can mean something. Because it depends on my mood as well. Like, you know, if I'm in a, depending on what I'm going through at any given time, there's probably a way that I can relate it back to the show mm-hmm. and and find a lesson that I've picked up along the way. And yeah, something for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> A Xena for every mood. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. A Xena mood ring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And Tammy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is is a hard question. Because, I mean, um, so what is the question? What does Xena mean to me? Or what is Xena? Yeah, what what does the character mean to you? Or, yeah. I mean, I think... I just I just find her so relatable because like growing up I was I was didn't fit into anything and so and I feel like Xena didn't really fit into anything either and so she kind of paved her own way of okay I kind of screwed up but I'm going to figure out how to fix it and um, I'm going to do it my way and so I kind of feel like going in through adulthood I kind of done the same thing and so that's why I kind of find I find a lot of things that relate to Xena. Um, but I think that's, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's great though. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's the power of art. And, you know, I think a lot of times people throw aside, um, how meaningful shows can be to people and they kind of toss it aside and say, oh, it's just a TV show or it's just, it's just a fictional character. How can that be so important to you? But I think what any form of art is when it's really doing its job, what it should do is elicit a connection with its audience, elicit an emotion. Um, the, the biggest compliment is if you feel connected to those characters and if they impact your life in some way. Um, especially if you see yourself reflected in any, in any way, I know personally, you know, I've shared this before that the character of Dean Winchester is a character that I relate to more than any other character. So I understand that feeling of seeing yourself and even, I think sometimes it can make you like yourself more, um, and appreciate yourself more. So, yeah. So I think that's, that's great. I think. 
what you guys said is is wonderful. Yeah, and you know as well, I think like what you were talking about with um with how can a show be so you know it's just a show for people who don't understand um and and luckily i think that kind of pop culture has become a little more acceptable these days you know like conventions are cool now and i just want to like you know don't even get me started there but, <laughs> but just um i always say especially to people who are like really is xena the show like really because i walked down the aisle to the xena theme song like played on piano and it was incredible um but it wasn't about the show it's about what the show represents and it's about what it spawns and like lucy lawless herself who played xena has said like the show they created the show and then the fans took it from there and i'm i'm pretty sure that supernatural has has the same sort of fan base where you know you take off and you do so much good in the world um and that's that's kind of what the xena fandom has done and so yeah, the show was a great start. And yeah, the characters are incredible and the stories are fun and there's, you know, all of that. Fantastic. And it is, it's absolutely a work of art that stands the test of time, I might add. Um, but then it's, it morphs into this whole other thing that is just so hard to explain to people who aren't in something, that don't have something like that. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, yeah. But it is very true that it is becoming more um, acceptable and more mainstream. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, but you do still have those people that will always sort of look at it differently. Um, that's you know, okay. But it's, I don't it's know. fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's They're not going to be listening to this anyway. So. <laughs> and you know, that's how I kind of like when people are like, you go to these things and you dress up and you're like still after all these years. And I'm like, name the lineup of the bears in 1986. And they're like, well, that was, you know, like you do uh -huh. it too. It's just different things. It's just exactly. passion. It's, that's what it boils exactly. down to. It's passion. Yes. We all have that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's get into the episodes and the seasons of the show. Um, what are some of your favorite episodes or even seasons, Penny? I have to say, again, not to like not answer the question, but that's like trying to pick <laughs> a favorite child. <laughs> Don't hate me. Um, but I can I can give you an answer. It's just not definitive. And that is um, Altered States, season one, which usually, you know, the chipmunk season, the starter season, usually you kind of like cast that one off and you just encourage people to push through season one to get to the good stuff. Um, and there's some really great stuff in the later seasons, absolutely. But for me, Altered States is just this fantastic episode where Xena is doing what Xena does best, which is taking, um, in this instance, it's um, it's an episode, like a story from the Bible um, of basically Abraham sacrificing Isaac. Um, and we have, um, I can't even remember the name of the guy that's trying to kill his son, but the kid is Icus. And so... Um, it's just Zena and Gabriel basically trying to protect this innocent child, not understanding why um, his father would want to kill somebody that he loves so much, you know, and it's all about faith and blind faith and all this sort of stuff. And But my funny, none of that is important. The important part is that Gabriel gets high on nut bread by accident. It's been laced with <laughs> <laughs> And it's just so funny watching Renee O'Connor do what Renee O'Connor does best, which is just act with all of her heart and soul. And um, she conducts a choir of these, like, uh, stalagmites. And it's just fantastic. And I, I, even now, I just, when I watch it, I cry with laughter. So <laughs> definitely one of my faves. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, that makes me actually really, really want to watch that episode. So I'm going to have to find it and watch it. Awesome. <laughs> and Tammy? I mean, I, I, you know, season one is probably actually my favorite season's. Uh, out of all of them but 
Um, I think like, I guess I can, can narrow it down to like um, this episode called Crusader with there is kind of a cult zealot kind of trying to get Gabrielle and etc. But Dina gets her butt kicked for the first time, like for reals in the whole show. And it's, um, it's kind of one of those things where it kind of like relates because um, I was injured real bad in softball. And so it's like, you get hurt real bad, but you still get back up and you continue on, even though you realize you got your butt kicked and you're like, but it's okay. I can still, I can still make it up. So I, that's probably the episode I watched the most. <laughs> it was my favorite. <laughs> just to have all your uh, good chewing teeth. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know. It was just like, I don't know. It's also kind of like reliving the glory days in a way, because it's like all those emotions of what was happening at the time. It just like kind of flushes back into your memory as well it's kind of I don't know it's weird (laughs) (laughs) it's cool but it's another thing of the relatability and relating back to your life yeah yeah and I'm I'm going to just say briefly because um Tanya was Tanya Cook was going to be on this episode and unfortunately she's we're going to hope we're hopefully going to be recording a separate segment so I may have to edit this a bit but um where she'll be in in it and talking about how much she loves this show and she really wanted to mention um i just want to make sure that i give a little bit of shout out to this her um married with fish sticks she just really wanted to give a shout out to that episode so i don't know if you guys like that episode as well or (laughs) Uh, well well uh (laughs) erin there's a little bit of contention within the fandom Um, but i do have to say that it is the most um, deep and meaningful, intense, serious episode. No, I'm just kidding. It's the most ridiculous episode. <laughs> I was like, she said it was batched, batched crazy. So. <laughs> that is a fantastic um, description and, and quite accurate. Batshit crazy is, um, yeah, Tanya, good one. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I thought I was going to get into the same thing for a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm sorry, I'm Australian. It's what I do, but. It's wonderful. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, well, let's get into, since we've covered a little bit of the the favorite episodes, and we've already talked about Xena and Gabrielle, I want to talk about their relationship and then get into whether or not you feel it was queer baiting, because we have mentioned it on previous episodes when we talked, when we mentioned it on our queer baiting episode. We also mentioned it, um, I believe, on our shipping episode, or at least another episode, we have mentioned them as an example of queer baiting, um, because it is a big one that people do point to. So I just want to get everyone's thoughts on their relationship as a whole. And then if you felt it was queer baiting, Penny. Oh, they were married, man. They were so married. They were soulmates. They were in love. They were totally doing it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my thoughts on their relationship. Okay. (laughs) What do you think? I'm interested. Yeah. I guess I feel the same way. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that seems like that's the consensus. Um, and didn't they even say in an episode that they were soulmates or am I making that up? I, I thought time. someone said that. Yeah. yeah. I see all the time. I think as uh, in, in F- uh, one of the final episodes for any need, um, she introduces Gabrielle as her soulmate to a Kemi. I'm pretty sure that bitch. Um, and then there's also, um, a bit in many happy returns where, a girl says something to Zena about her breasts or like 
you know, like, I can't remember what it is, but she like, she's this young thing and she like presses herself against, it sounds so weird, but I swear it's all, it makes sense. It's like presses <laughs> against her breasts and Zina like points at them and says, these are spoken for. Um, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's some good, there's some good ones in the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, and let's talk about, um, I want to talk about a couple of people that are in it and not just Lucy Lawless, who is who I had on the outline, but just since we've been talking. But let's first talk about Lucy Lawless, who I just want to give a shout out for her on Parks and Rec too, because I just love her on Parks and Rec. But um, what are your general thoughts? How do you feel about her and her performances, Zena? And then um, it sounds like maybe, I don't know if both of you have met her, but uh, how you feel about her as a person as well, Penny? Oh boy. Well, she is, she is the mama of our fandom. She is our mama. Um, she's incredible as, I mean, as an actress portraying Zena, like, whew, we got so lucky. We got so lucky with, with every, every single um, part of that show that came together, whether it was the writers or the producers, the actors, the freaking stunt people, you know, um, the costume designers, they were all magical and they all came together and created this incredible show. But so Xena, Lucy specifically playing Xena, like ain't no one can raise an eyebrow like Xena can raise an eyebrow um, or command a single tear to roll down a specific uh, left. I believe she cries out of her left eye first, typically, except for one episode where she cries out of her right eye because, as she <laughs> says, she is versatile. Um, she's great. She's incredible. She's such a goof as well, you know, like she, she can really – I don't know. She's amazing. Love her. Love, love. And and uh, for her as a person, um, same thing. She's so cool with all of us. She calls us our her um, hardcore nutballs, um, her darlings. Like she's just so uh, so great as the keeper of our fandom. You know, like our mama. Um, and she calls herself mama. She's like, come to mama. Like she's just <laughs> she's just so great at making you not feel like this fan that doesn't know she's you know as a fan when you watch a show you develop a connection and it's so often one I mean it is typically always one-sided um mm -hmm. but then you feel connected to this person and then you meet them and it's always a little bit weird because it's like we we have this connection but you don't even know me yeah Lucy treats you like she's always known you and that's just so special um yeah it's yeah, she's amazing. And she's so good, like, speaking up for the environment and speaking up against rights, you know, basic human rights. She's just, she's got a brain up in that noggin of hers. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she always struck me as, as someone who is a, a, good, a good person, a good soul, a good spirit. So, yeah, Absolutely. you can tell that. Mm -hmm. You can tell that in any performance she gives. So, yeah. 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 And Tammy? Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with all of that. So, I mean, um, and it's all, it was also kind of cool because if you see like season one through season six, you see how much she's grown as an actress too. Because, I mean, from like Hercules, you know, she was just kind of like a, a young kid just kind of doing her thing, taking her shot. And then you see her just like really grow. Because I just remember like my favorite thing from season one is the fact that she can't say Gabrielle. And so I just <laughs> sit there and I'm just like, I'll watch it. And I'll just sit there and just crack up. Just how many times you can't say it, and then, <laughs> um, so I mean, you know, so it was just it was just kind of fun to kind of watch someone grow like that, and then you know now she's such a powerhouse now, 
and uh, she does use her her um, powers for good. Um, but yeah, I mean, same thing. Every you know, when I met Lucy for the first time, I was I was actually my very first convention, dressed up as you know, and also dressed up as Zena. And she just grabbed me and was just like, I was like her little Barbie doll, like just like grabbing my boobs and <laughs> you know, checking out my hands. And it was just like, it was just, I was like, nice to meet you. <laughs> and I was like. Oh. It was so bizarre, but she's like probably the nicest person I've ever met in my life. And it's so true that she treats you like you're her daughter or something, you know, it's really, it's a really cool thing. It's very, it's a very magical experience, I would say. It sounds like she really respects her fans and treats them as human beings and not, you know, because there were, there are actors who will look down upon their fans sometimes or, um, you know, be snobby or look at them like maybe like they're peasants or something. Um, but it sounds like she doesn't see that. She knows that, um, you know, part of the reason she's there is because of her fans. Part of the reason she has her career is because of her fans. So, you know, that's, and the fact that she does a lot for the world also says a lot for her. So, yeah. yeah. And she doesn't just do it because she knows that, you know, she wouldn't have a career otherwise. Like she truly like she's got this genuine love for people I think um so much so that she's you know she befriends fans and um she was actually at the at the at the deathbed of a fan once like they became so close that she was there um which is just that's you know that's not that's not something you I can't even explain it um she takes the time out to send messages to fans who are ill in hospital um she also admonishes us. I remember there was somebody who got her, um, they had they had a chakram tattoo and they asked Lucy to sign it. And she's like, now, if I sign this, you're not going to go and get it autographed, are you? And she's like, no, no, I promise I'm not. She's like, don't you lie to me. She's like, yeah, I am. I'm going to get it autographed. And she's like, well, I'm still going to sign it, but I want you to tell your mother that I was not okay with this. <laughs> she's just so funny. That's awesome. No, she sounds wonderful. Great, great. And and I've loved watching her in other things too. So yeah, she just has such a, a great presence on screen. She's she's an icon. I mean she's oh, one she's of the icons. So. And she's sexy too. She's just so <laughs> like I don't care like age you don't even it doesn't even like just take it off the table. She is this timeless freaking goddess, you know? It's amazing. And I have to say as well, because you mentioned queer baiting, just to kind of like rewind very quickly. Um yeah. They, they, her and Renee were very, very much um, adamant that Zena and Gabrielle were married, um, and they've said it many times. And they, uh, to me, I don't see Zena and Gabrielle as as queer baiting. I think in the early seasons and remembering the time at which it aired, which was the early nineties, like you didn't really want to queer bait back then because it wasn't like it almost wasn't okay, you know. Um, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> um, and then as, as the show progressed and it, it became clear that there was this bond, I remember um, Stephen Sears talking about it, that they would talk about it in the writer's room. And and it was always this thing where they didn't want to explicitly say they were together because they wanted the show to be for everyone. Um, but they did recognise that there were there was a large queer audience um, that 
so they they were very very careful in the way that they treated the show and that they gave us and when I say us I'm 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 talking on behalf of all the mm-hmm. queers. <laughs> um, they gave us little snippets of of wonderful magical and also very very delicate and serious parts of their relationship. Um, but they also were were did it in a way that didn't um, rule out anything interpretation. You know, they they allowed everybody to interpret their own way. And then, of course, the incredible Catherine Fugier came along and she wrote in Fates Collide. She actually wrote a kiss into that and they took it out, unfortunately. Um, you can't take it out of our minds, though, Rob Tappet. Um, but they they took it out so that they would stay true to what they wanted to do, which was to keep it open for everybody. Um, but, yeah, it, it just in terms of, like, I would, I don't think Xena queer baited this. I mean, not, not as much as 100 did, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Or Supernatural does too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, thank you for mentioning that and speaking more on that. So, um, well, let's, let's talk about Renee O'Connor then just a little bit since um, you've spoken. I, th- I think you mentioned her, Penny, but if you guys want to add anything about her performance as well, Penny. Uh, Renee, my first love. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's incredible. She was like, she's this real little, uh, spitfire and she took the craft of acting so seriously is what I got from watching her and behind the scenes stuff. Um, she would go away and listen to music and she took it all so seriously. And I think there's something to say for the way that she dedicated herself to the role and to acting as a craft, um, and how that might, how the character of Gabrielle might have turned out if she wasn't the one to play it. Um, thank the gods she was. Um, but, you know, she just, a lot of people will say that, yes, the show's called Xena, but the show's about Gabrielle because she's the one who has the most dramatic change from beginning to end. Her story arc, her character arc, is just one of just growth and blossoming and phenomenal power. Um, and I think that's, so much to do with the way that Renee was able to grow the character and um you know every time they every time her costume got smaller you saw a little bit more of Robocop Renee um and yeah by the end of it she was just as she was Zena's equal they were equals and she's incredible I love Renee she's so lovely she's a good person too (laughs) yeah and Tammy yeah, I mean, it, it was it was just kind of the same, you know, same thing. Like, you know, with Lucy as an actress and Renee, you got to see a lot of um, growth, um, not only in the character, but in acting as well. But she she had, you know, she had a broad range of being goofy and and being serious. But you do, you can tell just by like from behind the scenes videos and stuff that she was very serious and took her role very seriously and tried to make the character the best she could make it. And so it was just really enjoyable to watch. I think just like both of them, just I think we just got extremely lucky. Yeah, sounds like it. And probably with a lot of the cast too, as you, as yeah. you were saying before, as everyone was saying before. Yeah, we got people like Carl Urban before <laughs> he was Carl Urban. Well, he was always Carl Urban, but, you know, we got him in many different forms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and of course – you had Bruce Campbell on there, so I have to Hell shout yeah. out to Bruce Campbell. Absolutely. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. We had Sherry Appleby. She's just, she's in all sorts now. Uh, she played Tara. Um, yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you also had um, 
I just wanted to say Ted Raimi was in some episodes, right? Yeah. <laughs> was he a couple I, of years, that guy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I remember, I believe that, um, I think Tanya, actually, when we did our Bruce Campbell episode, because we talked, to, she talked about him on, on here, and I think she even mentioned somehow Ted Raimi came up, oh, because we were talking about Bruce Campbell's relationship with Sam Raimi, and um, she's, I think she mentioned something about how that character is loathed in the <laughs> maybe i'm wrong but not really liked in the Zena no he's like he, he plays his part you know he serves a role he's <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't know I catch, I catch myself singing his theme song every now and then <laughs> cool well we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about the um Z night retreat and also just close out and talk a little bit more about any, any other characters anybody wants to give a shout out to um, and also why this show, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but why this show has such a lasting impact. So we'll be back in just a second. So now we are going to go ahead and talk about Penny. Um, you started the Z night retreat, right? Guilty. Right, you founded it. Guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So do you want to talk a little bit about how um, that came about? What made you want to start that? Twist my arm, Erin. Okay, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Z-Night Retreat is is a summer camp for adults is the best way to put it. It's like if a uh, fan convention and a summer camp met and had a baby, then Z-Night Retreat would be <laughs> what happens. <laughs> so uh it was the final we've been talking about like a camp for a while like just a get together we knew that the uh Zena conventions were going to be ending and I wasn't done with it I was like I need to still see these people I had been going every single year since 2007 I met my wife at a convention I married my wife at a convention I just wasn't done and so um I grabbed together a, a bunch of my friends and said look we're going to do this uh, I don't know what it's going to look like at first it was like camping in the woods it was like an Amazon um paintball war game style thing that I <laughs> had envisioned um and then I quickly remembered that I hate camping and I have never played paintball because I am a pussy and I'm scared of being hit by one of the balls so that was very quickly ruled out um even though I was disappointed that I was going to lose my like safe zone of bathing in the water that's okay. Um, anyway, uh, we started looking for camps. We stumbled across this incredible, magical place. Uh, it's called Canyon Creek Summer Camp. It's in Lake Hughes in California. And um, we did a tour of the venue and we were like, this is it. Let's do it. So we, um, <laughs> I had been running after parties for the conventions for, for quite some time as well. And basically it was like, show up, come if you want and um, pay what you can if you can. Um, But if you can't, that's okay. It was like a donation at the door. Um, And then that would cover the cost of the room. Anything over that went to charity. And so that was sort of like getting the ball rolling. We had like a little bit of experience. And so I guess because of that, people coming to these parties that I would host, um, I guess I was lucky and they were like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll come to a summer camp. Why not? Um, And so we just created this weekend of – just kind of immersing yourself within the Xena fandom and the, and the Xena universe. Um, I mentioned Altered States, which was one of my favorite Xena episodes. So the first year we cut up pictures of Icus, which is the character who goes missing, and um, we hid them all around camp. And so where's Icus is this thing when, when Gabrielle's high, she loses Icus. And she's like, I lost Icus, where's Icus? So we had a, an Icus hunt on the first year. Um, and we split everybody up into these nations, we call them. Um, so there were 
five, and now there's six nations. We've got the Bards, the Warriors, the Amazons, the Valkyries, the Cutthroats, and now the Immortals are our most newest uh, nation. And that's kind of like your Harry Potter Hogwarts house where you you can earn points um, for different things. We call them tap points. Uh, a tap is short for Rob Tappet, so, you know, the creator of Xena, uh, one of the creators of Xena. And so you can do these wonderful things throughout the weekend to get tap points, and then the nation who's got the most points at the end of the weekend wins the nation championship. Um, so it's just kind of like a little bit of fun. Um, you know, there's hiking, archery, and high ropes, and there's dance classes, and there's an art hut where you can do pottery and leatherworking and bracelet making and metalworking. I mean, I could go on and on. If you can imagine it, we can do it. Um, and it's just so special. We paint ourselves blue and howl at the moon. That started as a joke. Became one of the most popular events of the weekend. Um, and then, of course, we have this big ball at the end of the weekend. Uh, it's always differently themed. Um, we've done Xena Games Nights this year, actually. I say this year. I mean next year. Um, curses to COVID. But next year we're doing a, uh, a Married with Fish Sticks theme, funnily enough. We've got a real-life mermaid who's going to be showing up and... Um, yeah, it's just fun. We hang out with the cast as well, like uh, Adrian Wilkinson, Brittany Powell, Jacqueline Kim, Stephen Sears. Like, yeah, we've got – they just all come and hang out with us. It's really special. Wow. Make s'mores. Yeah, no no autograph lines at Xenite Retreat. You just sit next to them and make s'mores or they'll tip shots <laughs> down your throat. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's And have you been, Tammy? Then you've been, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think was it this last not this. I guess it was 2019 was my first year. I finally was able to make it. It was a, a really uh, <laughs> eye-opening experience. <laughs> it was awesome. Made like so many different friends, and you just like you know you just find so many different people that are so different from you, but the same as you in in different ways. So it's a very unique experience. And. Are you hoping then to go in 2021 then again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, now it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we find. So many people come back every single year. We've got the most incredible return rate. And um, I actually have people who message me, like, if they can't make it back, they feel the need to, like, message to apologize. I'm so sorry. I can't come back. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's a wonderful thing that you've created then it sounds like yeah so what what is that experience like Tammy if you want to talk just a little bit more about what that was like the first time you went how it made you feel um to be there uh to be honest uh when I first got there I was actually scared it was almost like feeling the like the first day of school in a way <laughs> so I so I was just trying to pretend like I wasn't scared like I normally do and so just like making new friends because I don't have I didn't have friends within like the Xena fandom and so it was like, um, so it was just really cool to meet all these different people, you know, because we have our nation. So you're around people eating your meals with them. And so just learning about people and befriending them and just creating relationships that are now probably um, a lot tighter than, um, you know, relationships that I've had from high school or just growing up teammates. So I have, a, you know, this, this crazy um, bond with um with people over Xena because of Xena retreat. So it is, it's a very special um, opportunity. And not only is it just like also fun just to play games, like, you know, like um, 
I don't know what's that game with you're in the circle. It's almost like dodgeball. I don't know what it's called. Gaga ball. <laughs> so it's just like cool, and then you know they have the ropes course, and so it's like oh cool, something I can do. So it's like always, and you know I had a softball tournament of course, and so it was cool to hit a home run dressed up as Zena. <laughs> That's a good photo too. There's you in the dance in the um, in the Amazon atrium as well dancing. That's such a good photo. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. That one came out great. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's like, cool. You just kind of go to different things and, you know, there's everyone, is, there's so many different teachers teaching all, like, you can't do everything at, at the retreat. You have to kind of pick, okay, I look at a schedule. I, I can do this and I can do that. You can't do everything. So you kind of have to pick and choose what you want to do. And so it's really fun because there's so many things for, for everyone. Yeah, it sounds like it. And, and Penny, about how many people would you say attend on average or? Typically around about 150, 170 people, give or take. Wow, that's that's pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and what an undertaking, seriously. To oh, boy. It's got to be. Yeah. 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 It is. I am still currently trying to find the balance in my life so that it is not Z-Night Retreat 24-7, <laughs> which I love, but my wife, not so much. <laughs> um yeah, it is. But that's because I live and breathe it. It's something that I'm so passionate about. I just can't help it. I'm always like, I must have the, the next like three years planned out in my head already. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just me, though. I do have to say um, a massive shout out to my second in command, uh, Ash Vivens. She, the, the camp would not run without her. She's amazing um, and so detail oriented. We kind of like fill in each other's um, blanks. Um, and yeah, the, there's just no way that the camp would happen without Ash. All the rest of Team Awesome as well. There's that's what we call the team of volunteers that that run the the camp. There's oh my gosh, it's um it's an it's a massive undertaking. And and like I might captain the ship, but the, the ship runs smoothly because all of I'm running out of ship analogies right now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so whoever the people are that like you know pull the things and row the things and like scrub the deck, like it's all it's a definitely a community effort for sure. Yeah. And I know you said, of course, it's not going to happen this year, but you said it is going to be happening next year. So is, so is that your goal to keep it going every single year until whenever? <laughs> until my daughter can take over and then she there can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Family business. She's, uh, she's, She's, uh, she's going to have to do that. No, I'm just kidding. She can do whatever she wants. Um, but she can already, like, she points up at these little Xena and Gabrielle, like, action figures. She points them. She says, Xena. And um, I ask her, what does Xena say? And she says, no, 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 no. I say, what does Gabrielle say? And she says, Xena. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is my goal. I Honestly, I never thought we would make it past the first year. I thought it was going to be a camp that we did that was fun, and then that would be it. We would go our separate ways, and there might be, you know, 50, 60 people that show up. <laughs> and then here we are five years later um COVID dampened our plans for 2020 which was meant to be the fifth year of Z8 retreat um which which lined up so nicely with the 25th year of the yeah. Zena anniversary but that's okay uh we did it virtually and it was a whole lot of fun um and then yeah I just I want to keep building um because we moved everything over to 2021 we transferred all tickets and on and everything um we currently have a wait list for 2021 which i think is so cool um and i'm hoping that we we're in talks about how we can open up some more tickets but the thing about retreat is 
it is intimate um, and you know you've got your nation and that's a really great way to make friends but if it's too big then it does kind of become daunting um, and so we kind of like to keep it intimate by the end of the weekend you can pretty much name like you can see everybody's faces and you have a face to the name um, or a name to the face rather and I don't really want it to get so big that it's like one of those massive conventions where you don't know everyone so um, you know we'll keep it small and then you just you just lock your ticket in ahead of time and then you're part of the fam (laughs) (laughs) awesome wonderful wonderful and I'm sure you're excited to go again Tammy sounds like it so yeah <laughs> well, because if you, need, you know you only get to see those people once a year and so when you can't you kind of because you're looking forward to it all year and so it's like you kind of got bummed out but we did it the best we could mm-hmm. i have to say the thing that broke my heart the most was um was the xena warrior musical that was going to happen um it, there's this oh we're so lucky there's this uh musical that has been written and there's, uh, I think it's 21 or 22 fully produced songs. It's it's like a professional um, mm. show. And it's been, it's uh, Essie Lucier and uh, Megan Rose. Um, and their production company is Lucier and Rose. And they, it's called Xena Warrior Musical. And we were going to be debuting it at Xena Retreat. And, uh and we didn't get to, but we're going to do it next year. So I just have to wait a little longer. But um, yeah, if you've ever wanted to, it's not, it's, everyone always wants to see a movie, you know, or the reboot. But what people don't realize is like, there's a musical that is going to be landing in our lives. And we're not even going to realize how much we needed it until we start listening to the music. And it's going to blow everybody's minds. That's incredible. <laughs> so good. That's wonderful. That's great. That's great. Okay, well, let's um, talk a little bit about the lasting impact and why do you think this show has lasted so long? I know, Penny, you had mentioned that the episodes still hold up, but is there something else beyond that? Why why you think this show just keeps going and going and going? Yeah, I think it's the fans. Not to, you know, <laughs> wave our fan flag, but... Um, <laughs> The the creators have said it as well, is that they took it so far and then the fans took over and went the, the rest of the way. Um, but if you're talking about the show itself, because, you know, that was on Netflix and everyone was able to watch it, if you take the fans and that community part out of it, then um, it's the message. It's a strong, independent woman kicking ass, sometimes taking names, sometimes maybe not, um, delivering a wonderful message of being a good person and doing things for the greater good, sacrificing um and, and redemption. Who doesn't love a good redemption story? Plus, they're really hot. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make sure to mention that again. <laughs> that does help, you know. Eye candy is always a good thing. <laughs> and Tammy? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it still tells um, it still tells a message. I mean, because, I mean, it is... It is relatable to everyone, whether, you know, what background you come from. And so even, I think even at Xenet Retreat, there were so many, like, people who had just seen the show. It was really, like, there were, like, 20-year-old girls there. You know, it was just, like, I just saw Xena for the first time, and I'm obsessed. And so it just, those stories are just so uh, relatable. And they just, it just, like, grabs your heart. And so it just, like, takes you in and then... Um, and it's hard to let go. And so it's, 
it's just so cool because then you just you know you have your next family in a way and it just keeps growing and growing and growing and it just it's really cool to see when you go to any of these events and you see all these people who are there just because they like the same thing you like uh, not to not to be weird but it's totally like religion yeah 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 that's kind that's not weird. weird at all makes sense <laughs> it makes sense it's our, it's, yeah. our, it's, it's our cult. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. There's no Kool-Aid, just jello shots. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> and body painting, it sounds like. Yeah. Body painting and vegan jello shots as well and vegan marshmallows, just to say, you know, we're all about the equality here. Everyone <laughs> is included. Definitely. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Well, if there anything, I just want to, before we close out, ask if there's anything else you want to mention really quickly that we haven't gotten to. If there are any characters you want to give a quick shout out, anything else, Penny? Oh my goodness. An open book. Where do I start? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, at the end of the day, I'm just grateful. And anytime that I have an opportunity to say thank you to the fandom and to the creators um, of the show and the act, like all of everybody who, had a had a hand in making Xena what it was, whether that was in the show or a part of the fandom. I'm just I'm so thankful that I get to be part of this, and um, yeah, I just love it. I love the adventure. So such a good show. If you haven't watched it, if you're listening to this and you've never watched Xena, like we said, you do have to power through season one. Um, but once you get through season one, you've got five more seasons of magic and then a plethora of fan fiction and then once you've worked your way through all of that there's a community waiting for you with open arms so yeah and i mean if you if you're interested in learning more about xenite retreat even if you're not a xena fan because i have to say there are some people who are like my friend hasn't even seen xena but um they've heard how much fun that i have at retreat and they want to come and i'm like they don't even need to see xena bring them along so <laughs> If you want to come and hang out with us, it's um, zenightretreat.com. <laughs> and I'll definitely, put, I'll definitely put that in the show notes so people can easily click the link. So. Awesome. Cool. And Tammy, is there anything else you want to add? Um, I mean, not really, because, I mean, it's just like Penny said. I mean, every character had its place, and it was like, I don't know, it was just like divine intervention or something. Like, every character was just so, like, perfectly molded that it fit in perfectly and so it's like every actor and you just and it's awesome because these people were just kind of getting their feet wet and they blossomed into crazy good actors and so it's um so i mean it was just like weirdly hand picked <laughs> that it all it all came it all came together perfectly um but yeah it, it's just yeah you just appreciate the show and appreciate the fans and it just I don't know. It's a great big family that's so accepting of who you are inside and out. And it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain in words, but, but if you want to see my interpretation of Xena in alternate scenes, you can see it on TikTok. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, um, let's go ahead and close out and everybody can say where they can be found if you want to be found. Um, and if you have anything else you want to plug, Penny. Um, well, uh, let me see. Yeah, as I said, zenightretreat.com is where you can learn a little bit more about Zenite Retreat. Um, and then I'm, I'm pretty sure that all over social media, the, the 
the tag is just Zeno Retreat. Um, and I'm on Instagram as uh, PenPenCav. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> so if you want to come and follow my, it's mostly just pictures of my kid. <laughs> but she's really <laughs> cute, so it's okay. Kid, dogs, occasional picture of me and the wife. Um, and Zeno Retreat stuff, so yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And Tammy? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can, um, you can find me on pretty much all social media, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under uh, War Princess Cosplay. You can see all the cool things I try to do and fail and succeed. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you. And this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at eAprilBeauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any Xena memories you want to share or any other show feedback you want to give, feel free to shoot us an email at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And next week, we are going to be taking kind of a darker turn. We're going to start a darker turn on the show. Um, we're going to be doing a special The Boys episode. So we're going to be celebrating that one. And then we are going to start a two-parter talking about true crime. So we're going to first talk about true crime docuseries and podcasts. And then um, the week after that, we're going to be talking about true, true crime shows. Like, it be a lot of fun. And then, of course, after that, we are going to start our month-long celebration of Halloween and horror films. So we have a lot of great episodes lined up. So we're going to have eight episodes for that. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing and Black Lives Matter. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.